Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy ourselves, but they stay frostbitten. You're now tuned to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca and on your preferred podcast player of choice. It is your man DM Cool, and welcome to Cool Radio. What we doing? Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, it is your man DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. As promised, I do have my special guest of the evening. Now, you guys already know, I usually have entertainers on the show or people who are behind the scenes, like photographers or producers, whatever the case may be. But it's always a treat when I get to have somebody who's kind of outside of that of that entertainment and sports spectrum. And we get to get that full grasp of what they are trying to do and what they're trying to gravitate towards. This next guest I have in studio right now with me is a humanitarian. And I love to have people who are on that, that global field because at the end of the day, hip-hop is a global culture. And it's good to have people who are on the ground, who are on the front lines, who are doing something to make an impact in their community and abroad. And I'm very honored and humbled to have somebody like that in my presence right now. And she goes by the name of Nia Bengala. Hello, yeah. how are you? Thank you for having me tonight. Thank you for coming sure. through. I'm going to ask one favor of you, Nia. If you can come closer to the yes, mic. Yes, I'm right here. That way people can hear that <laughs> lovely voice of yours. <laughs> I'm accent, my French accent. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> you won't need to change it at all. <laughs> now, first and foremost, thank you for coming to the show. Thank you I, you're, you're a very busy individual, so I do appreciate the time that you're making right now. Um, please, tell me how you got started with humanitarianism. Uh, how did I? Well, you know what? It, the funny thing is that I, I always knew that there was something within me that resonated the higher, you know. Uh, the higher calling. Uh, no, not so much higher calling, right, but right. more <laughs> along the lines of uh, my sensitivity. My sensibility was on. It was the vibrations were much mm-hmm. higher. I remember being nine years old in Africa and uh, in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they, there was a bunch of kids running after uh, something that I will meow. I will cool here, but I didn't know mm-hmm. what it was. When I got closer, they were actually kicking a cat. Oh, no. Like a kitten. Yeah. And the whole, like, all the kids were running after They were kicking and it would run this way. And then I just got in there and fought, like, I think a, a group of 20 kids. Yeah. I y'all can't do a kitten like this. Are you kidding right. me? Right. Like, so disrespectful. Well, this research in inhuman, you yeah. know, and uh, so I always, always knew that uh, I was extremely sensitive to causes, extremely mm-hmm. sensitive to human nature, and mm-hmm. and extremely caring, you know. Right. Uh, more than you know, I would go out of my way to help people out, and I was just like mm-hmm. not thinking about it. So, uh, and then I went to school for. Uh, Diplomacy and trade in Australia. I went to university for, I did a master's. I was doing a master's, and I was in my last semester when that tragedy struck. But mm-hmm. I always knew that I wanted to work for a humanitarian organization to change or to do something or to lend my voice to the voiceless or to speak about issues that, that, that really affected me. Right, right, absolutely. And so one of those issues that affected you are some of the issues that are happening in the Democratic Republic of Congo, actually. My birth country. Absolutely, absolutely. And so that kind of prompted you to create Coffee for Change. It kind of, uh, it prompted, it led me mm-hmm. 
one thing after the other understanding because uh you know when you live when you live in North America you're born in Europe you know you realize how privileged you are That's, you know yeah. uh, you don't even understand how privileged you are until uh you you go back home mm -hmm. you know and you see some of the condition and you they're just not our day to day mm -hmm. you know uh for example we left Congo when I was 14 years old and I remember the, the month uh, before we left, two months prior, we didn't have electricity in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know, so one of my last memories of Africa was it was pitch dark in yeah. our neighborhood and we hadn't had any power right. for a little while. And, and, and conditions like that that were very fragrant, mm -hmm. you know, and without Kinshasa, without the city, mm -hmm. you know, um, the government is not really investing or paying attention. They just don't care. Like, it's right. just, you know, for a country that is immensely rich, some of the things that were going on on the ground is just... How, how could you? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, this is so unacceptable. Right. Like, like the material that are used to make cell phone chips are, like come phone. straight from Congo. And that, and that one is exactly what I felt like. It's time to talk about Congo on a larger scale, you know. Mm -hmm. And and yes, make everyone feel guilty. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because when 60% of the world coltan production comes from the Congo, yeah. and you're telling me, that we still have children minors. Right. You're telling me that we still have women being raped. Right. Because rape is being used as a weapon of war. Mm -hmm. So that they can go, uh, uh, the, the military can go loot the mining. And mm -hmm. then the, those mines, those coltons are sold to the big corporations. And mm -hmm. the big corporations are transforming those, those the, that, that mineral into the, our most prized possession, our phone. Like we in the Western, we depend on that thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So if you decide after knowing this and you still decide to close your eyes, you're, you're complicit. Absolutely. You you want people to die so you can have your comfort. Absolutely. And and you know what? Like you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about privilege, especially being in the Western world, because these are issues that we necessarily don't even have to worry about or focus on, which is why they're not being you know broadcasted more on a consistent basis. And especially for the Congo, uh, it's not just a um, there's such a conspiracy mm -hmm. in keeping that country uh, down. Mm -hmm. And making sure that we don't make the news. Mm -hmm. And making sure that it doesn't get no play. Mm -hmm. You know, that the bullshit, whatever is going on with Donald Trump in the U.S., you know, CNN every other minute is a breaking news. I can tell you a few breaking news that's been going on in Africa right now. Right, of course. <laughs> Ain't getting no play. Right. Like, the, the shooting in, that happened in Kenya in the school, the flooding that happened in Ghana. Talk about the like... 189 uh, Ethiopian airline, you know? Like, yeah. in this instance, like, if you just want to talk on the bro scale, like, you know, it was... Like, they may have talked about Boko Haram maybe one time, but that was about it, you know? Save our Listen, girls, that was about the, it. Those <laughs> girls that disappeared, I think I think uh, it was 400 girls or something. Yeah, and something And I think that 120 have been recovered, and... There's so much going on over there. It's almost like it's almost like what, what do I want to support today? You mm -hmm. know, because uh, you're talking about Boko Haram. I'm going to tell you about the Libya condition, mm -hmm. the black slaves. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> you know, that's a thing. Like let's let's talk about the slaves for example, because we saw BBC, we saw the whole end slavery. What the fuck did you went there and send a plane down there and free? Where where is Angelina Jolie now with all that oh, fucking baby? Shots fired. I'm just saying. Like, like you want to defend us, then bitch, write for us. Right, exactly. Okay, that, where's George Clooney's wife that's a humanitarian lawyer? Right. Like, we got blacks. Mm -hmm. We got brothers. Mm -hmm. Enslaved. Mm -hmm. By Libyans. Right. 
I know. It's it's a crazy time we that we're living in. We need to stop playing. Right. It's a crazy time that we're living in. No, crazy time is ridiculous. Like, come yeah. on, how living going? No, come on. I, I got I got way too And you see, like, and, and, and there were so many little black issues that were, like, slowly, like, mm, mm-hmm. you know, jibby jab. And it's like, who's doing anything about it? You right. know what I mean? Like, it's good to... Uh, listen, we just cried Paris again. Right. A fucking cathedral went on fire. Everyone right. changing flags on Facebook. They got a billion dollar it. within two days. Right, and, which is insane. Which is freaking insane. Which is insane. Like, they can do that, but they can't change the water. And I'm fix, just like. saying. <laughs> but at the same time, mm-hmm. you can't hate someone for fixing their country. Mm-hmm. So I have to do the same for mine if that's the position this is where I'm right. coming from, right? Right. So let's talk about let's talk about coffee for change for for a moment. Okay. So coffee, we know that coffee is one of the biggest exports in global history. Mm-hmm. Uh so what made you want to focus your attention on coffee specifically in that regard? Okay. So first of all, coffee is the most drank beverage after water. Mm-hmm. It's the uh it's the biggest industry, it's a 100 billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, annually, and you know what else is a hundred billion dollar industry? Foreign aids, mm-hmm. and most countries recipient of foreign aids are sitting on the coffee belts. Right. So for me, it came to how are those countries able to produce a hundred billion dollar years? Mm-hmm. But we still have to donate a hundred billion dollar a year. Right? How come we're not taking the money that those that 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 the industry is able to generate and fix that problem? Because you know they want to bamboozle us with you know uh, whether national debt mm-hmm. or uh, and poverty or uh, and hunger mm-hmm. or all those things and. You're thinking it's not that we're not generous people. It's not that we don't want to do anything, but it's like how much longer I'm giving every month. When is the problem going to get fixed? Right, like where's the result? Where's the result? Or was it merry-go-round, you know, because every Christmas we talked about this, they come at you, you know, with the same gig, like less than a dollar a day is here. You know, that little child. But (laughs) I'm just saying, we've been giving him a $100 billion a year. When is he getting fed? Right. (laughs) <laughs> you know, when like is, is he eating steak yet? Yeah, like know, <laughs> when is he getting fed? And then, right. um, so how coffee came about for me? Um, coffee came about like this. No one knew that Congo had a coffee, but the world didn't know that the Congo had a coffee. If you're a coffee aficionado, and a lot of us are coffee drinkers, which is two different things. You have mm-hmm. the people that just need the caffeine to wake up, which I'm one of them, <laughs> or you have the person that is drinking coffee like you're drinking wine. Mm-hmm. I'm one of them too. <laughs> you know, where you really want to taste the nuance, you know, is it plum, is it chocolate, is it berry, is it, you know, the right. peachy, is it bourbon, what is going on in this coffee? Yeah. So no one knew that the Congo had an amazing coffee. Why? Because we were at war for so long. Mm-hmm. We were at war for so long and uh, we had we have a, an amazing region called the, uh, the Kivu region, mm-hmm. which got a volcano and it's got a lake. Mm-hmm. So atmospherically, the conditions are, they call it a paradise for mm-hmm. growing coffee. But uh, we were at war, and that's also the region where women are still being raped, uh, and rape is, rape is being used as a weapon of war. Right. So Congolese farmers used to smuggle the coffee to Rwanda. Mm-hmm. So coffee drinkers will know about Rwanda coffee, Kenya coffee, and Ethiopia coffee, great coffee region, mm-hmm. great, great coffee-producing right. countries. But people didn't know that we had a coffee, but they knew about Rwanda coffee because mm-hmm. it was hidden mm-hmm. as Rwanda coffee. But then... We had a great guy, a Hollywood actor. Hey, save a hole. Uh, 
<laughs> the shade, bro. I love it. <laughs> no, because it kind of pisses me off. Like, I went to school for this, you know what I mean? And yeah, you don't yeah. get the same position. But now you're an actor and you have a voice, you know what I mean? It's just like, ah, the injustice. Like, the you injustice. Because you probably don't care about it as much as I do, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's all sitting, you have a platform, you know? Mm-hmm. Sitting, you're, you're a celebrity, you have a voice. And, and they literally pitch those ideas. Like, who wants to be, you know, what's your platform? What do you want right. to talk about? What do you want to represent? You right. know, I want to represent MS. I want to represent cancer. I was, I didn't have a choice. Like, I had to say something. You right. Know? And I had to find my way of being able to express all that frustration. Right. So, um... Ben Affleck came along. Mm-hmm. He has coffee farms and he has cocoa farms. He has a great uh, initiative called Eastern Congo Initiative mm-hmm. where they further the right of the woman and all these women being raped. And he mm-hmm. was able to talk to Starbucks. And uh, as, as of 2016, mm-hmm. now it's been three years, Starbucks has hosted uh, Congo Coffee a few times because it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. But my whole thing was like, okay, so Congo has an amazing coffee. Uh, and I was I started getting into the the the, the Congolese coffee. One night I heard the guy from the UN uh, talking about the refugee crisis we have on the ground, and he had to go to donors' country mm-hmm. to raise money. And to me, what I was hearing, all I was hearing was he was going around to beg for money in those countries, Switzerland and the US didn't want to give the money. And I'm thinking. Why are you doing my people dirty like that? Those mm-hmm. guys don't need donations. Mm-hmm. Don't go beg for them mm-hmm. because the world owes them. Mm-hmm. Those guys, they have the gold, they have the diamond, and we have the Colton that we all rely on, and then nobody can give because we have we have crisis. I'm like, well, what? we have an amazing coffee. Why don't you sell it? Mm-hmm. You know, instead of going to ask, for donations because donation is free money right ain't no free money ain't no free lunch so right. sell something that you have that is great mm-hmm. and and fix your and fix your problems so uh i saw that interview and i'm like he should, should sell coffee and i'm like well maybe i should do that <laughs> and, then, and then coffee for change came about right. you know utilizing a great product that everyone wants mm-hmm. that is 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 a huge industry here mm-hmm. and instead of keeping the profits for myself is you know, finding a long-term solutions to the uh, to the problems that are underground. Since the government is uh, unaccountable, sometimes. Right. Uh, of course. Of course. We definitely know that for sure. It's a great initiative. I thank love you it. So much. I love thank it. Yeah. When you, you first hit me you. up about it, I'm like, man. This thank is, you. This thank is really, you. Yes. This is very unique. Yes, it's extremely unique. Right. So, what would be what would be the end goal for you when when it comes to coffee for change? For me, the end goal is number. Well, my two fights are it's it's. And poverty mm-hmm. in the Congo first, and mm-hmm. then everywhere that we can use that 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 is a growing a coffee a country that is growing coffee, and we can use that coffee as a mean to exterminate uh, certain conditions and such as poverty, mm-hmm. and reducing the need for foreign aids. Right, foreign aids is a tricky business model mm-hmm. that doesn't do shit. Right. <laughs> I, hey, I I hear you on that. Foreign aid is a crippler. Mm-hmm, because you become you become dependent on you, that, that not just not just they become dependent it's an industry mm-hmm. and when uh, we're giving so much foreign aid to to certain governments we don't go name name we won't point we, we, we already know we already if you know no, you know but, kind of thing. <laughs> if you know you know yeah um by 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 providing all this free money, they don't become accountable to the people anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, you know we. Uh, 
we're not going to hold them accountable. We're not going to say anything. But I understand corruption. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the Congo. And me and Trump, we see eye to eye. I understand corruption. Uh, at the end of the day, make sure that people eat. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't care how much you want to steal. Uh, you know, we have reports that some presidents have $15 billion in U.S. banks. Mm-hmm. Why would the U.S. allow this bullshit? We're not going to get into all that. You right. know, we're not even going to look at what's been done, what hasn't been done. What I'm going to show you what I'm about to do. Right. You know, so uh, I refuse to let those, 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 con- it, 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 oh, you know, Hunger and poverty became a business for those people because raising money for every money, every dollar that is donated to the Red Cross or to um, some organizations, you know, sometimes only 30%, 30 cents go to the actual program. Mm-hmm. And some of those programs also tend to highly fail mm-hmm. because they come with their knowledge. We come with our way of doing things and we want to impose that on other. And then the 70% is spent on administration, everything like that. Now, I'm not saying that. Uh, non-for-profit initiative should not mm-hmm. pay their staff. Yeah. Yes, they should be paid because the more you put in them, the greater, you know, uh, the, the best talents you can get. Right. But... Um, there should just be more alternatives, is what you're saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Foreign aid is... is uh, it has... It's failed us. Mm-hmm. It's failed us. It's a... It's a... Uh, it's a business model that was implanted in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. So, just to be blunt, uh, in the 1960s, they didn't have Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a whole right. other era. You know what right, I mean? Right, we have right. a whole other... We can do so much better than right. this. Right. They're about 50 uh, years behind Exactly. That. <laughs> it's a model that... You know what I mean? And yeah. we can't be operating on this model right now. Right. That's just... You know, and uh, so you have a lot of villages that are, well, you know, uh, other initiative that sometimes, oh, let's make purses, or these women, they, they, they made bracelets, and we're going to go sell Well, first of all, not everyone likes that type of fashion. Right. You know what I mean? So It's very subjective. It's very subjective. Coffee, that's what we're fighting over. A lot of people like coffee. Like, <laughs> we're fighting over coffee. Like, there's a few people who may not like coffee, but the majority, the mass majority of people it's like coffee. It's the you know? second beverage after. It's the reason why you see a Tim Hortons on every other Absolutely. street corner. Absolutely. McDonald's has a cafe. You got Starbucks. Absolutely. Like, they're all right. And it's like guy, guns and liquor stores in America, basically. And, and, the, and the guy from th- Starbucks is worth $3 billion. Exactly. You know, so... Listen, that's your company. I can't shade you. All I'm going to say is that besides helping the farmers, Mm -hmm. what else did you do with that $3 billion? Because the the product really came from the coffee belt. Right. So did you reinvest in those communities? So you see, for me, it hits home more because this is something that could have been solved. You guys were just too busy being greedy. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, these are not my people. I don't give a fuck. Like, guess what? This is a new player in town. These are my people, and I do give a fuck. (laughs) So. You hear that, investors? You hear that? I'm just saying, like, you know, these are my people. So the passion is different, right? Right. Because every time I see blacks or Africans or Congolese being portrayed as lesser. Than than what I believe is human dignity. Mm -hmm. Is that 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 no that ain't cool? Of that's course. not right. That's not right. Of that's course. not right. And that's what when you see my packaging and you see my brand and it's uh, my sister called it 
minimal opulence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's highly luxurious. Yeah. And to me, it's a way of celebrating those people. Right. You know, because this is the product they're able to produce. So instead of putting a picture of a crying child or begging, I'm going to put as luxurious packaging because I want you to have a luxurious company and this, a, a luxurious feel. Right. So... This is how I want you to think of those right. people, not lesser. So instead of promoting you know, black pain, you're, you're promoting black excellence. Ah, black excellence, baby, all the way you already know. There you go. <laughs> That's my motto, baby. There you Yolo. go. With that said, we are going to switch gears a little bit now. So over here, Cool Radio, not sure if you're aware, but we like to play games around here. Yeah, you know what I mean? We like to have games. fun. Absolutely. Exactly. We like to have fun around here, have fun with the guests and what have you. Let the audience at home listen and have fun. So with that being said... The first game that we have on deck is called Cool or Uncool, and it goes a little something like this. So, in this game, I'm going to give you a list of scenarios. And based on the scenarios that I give you, you're going to let me know if they're cool or uncool. Alright. Alright? So, it's almost like rapid fire in a sense, but at the same time, I'm always curious to hear your answers for why it's cool or uncool. So, Nia, I have a question for you. Go ahead. Are you ready? I'm fired. All right, let's get it. So, cool or uncool? First one I have on the deck. Um, iced coffee, cool or uncool? Iced coffee. Uh, okay, there's only one iced coffee that's really cool. Okay. It's that ice cap. It's that Timmy's ice cap, you know, summertime. Right. She already knows. As soon as that sun hit, you, yeah. you know... But it's only cool till you suck all the ice coffee out of it. Right. <laughs> and that 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 ice yeah. slushes out of it, you're like, mm, there's no more sugar. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I'm down with it. I'm down with that. <laughs> I love that. Um espresso, cool. Uncool. Espresso, very, very, very cool. Double espresso, even cooler. Cordova. Uh-huh. I don't want coffee, baby. I, yeah, you, I believe you. I, you're, you're saying that to me like, I know about coffee. I'm like, yes, yes Cordova. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Well, Cordova is a double uh, espresso shot with um, a bit of water at the bottom. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, then. Um, funny story for you, actually, since mm. you're kind of giving me some education on coffee. Um, when I was in college, um, whenever I used to go to Tim Hortons in the morning, I used to get, like, you know, breakfast sandwich, some tea or something like that. And... Every person in the line, like before me, would always say, "Yeah, let me get a double double. Let double, me get a double double, 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 double." So I'm like, "What the hell is a double yes. double?" double so cream, double I literally had to ask one of my. Uh, this is gonna sound bad. I have to ask one of my white friends, "Yo, what's a double double?" double cream, and they just sugar. exactly double cream, double sugar. Because yeah. I'm a basketball guy, so I yeah. like up thinking like ten points, ten assists. You know yeah, what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> no, but I don't know. Like, that, you know what? For me, I don't. I drink my coffee uh, black, but with stevia and with Splenda. Okay. Uh, just because I'm also a fitness girl, I'm right? A bodybuilder, <laughs> retiring bodybuilder. Okay, okay. Uh, so uh, I've. I've cultivated a slew of bad habits over the year where I don't mm. buy sugar, I take Splenda, it's like sweeteners, right. natural sweeteners, so that's how I treat my coffee. That that double sugar will give me like... Yeah, the high blood pressure, it. the palpitations. I feel it, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so let's keep it going then. Uh, so yeah, you mentioned ice caps, so that's definitely cool for sure. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. I don't think I mentioned this one. That's our just, tradition. That's our Canadian tradition. Right. So how about just straight, regular cappuccino, cool or uncool? Straight, regular cappuccino, depending on who made the foam, you okay. know, and uh, depending on uh, the, eh, a cap can be, yeah, that's, mm, that's depending. Slightly cool, 
yeah, there's so many variations, right. you know, because again, being an ex uh, fitness girl, uh-huh. uh, I don't drink dairy, almond milk, so uh-huh. you can find some great espresso machines, uh, great coffee machine that that knows how to. This team knows how to treat the uh, the almond milk because it's not right. dairy, so it's treated different. Right, right, right. So yeah, actually, yeah, no, cool, cool. Okay, cool. all right. Alright, I can dig it. Yeah. Um, Tim Hortons Coffee. Cool. Tim Hortons Coffee. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> this was a struggle. Nah. Nah, that's a nah. That's not cool. Nah. Okay, uncool. Alright, how about this? Um, yes and no, though. Yes and no. Because if I'm overseas, let me tell you, I've been in Paris. I will rock that fucking Timmy's cup. Like I'll okay. let y'all know where I come from. I'm from right. the six bitches. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is a team is so what? Like, right. yeah, I'm craving this right now, you know? Like, okay. But, uh, yeah, because it's Canadian pride. Right, right. You know. That's fair. Um, McDonald's coffee. McDonald's cool. coffee is amazing. Really? Yes. This is why I keep yes, hearing. Yes, yes. This I've been hearing, hearing that, too. And uh, and I had one the other day. Yeah. Uh, I had one the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, coffee aficionado, coffee right. snob here. Uh, no, no. Uh, McDonald's coffee is great. Okay. And, great. And one more. Tea. Tea, love my teas. Okay. Love my teas. Love my teas. I'm a Earl Grey girl. All right. That's Earl what's up. Yeah. I like Earl Grey and I like chai. Those are like my two favorites. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't do English breakfast. I do Earl Grey. I okay. love my Earl Grey. I do call, uh, tea in, at night too. Yeah. I drink a lot of teas. I drink a lot of teas and I drink a lot of... Uh, but I wake up with a cup of coffee. I, I wake up with a Congo coffee. Congo coffee. Yeah, okay, that's what's up. Absolutely, yeah. All right, so we got one more game to play. This is a, a personal favorite. All right, then. This one is called I Quit the I Game. I quit it, everything. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that you can get it. Now, my boy. in this game, you are in an alternate reality, okay? Alternate yes. universe. Yes. Where you are the eligible bachelorette. All right. All right. Then. So you're wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that good That's stuff. That's already my life. That ain't even no freaking no alternate reality, bitch. That's how we live. There we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. I love the confidence. I love it. Now, in this game, you know, there comes a point in life where you got to quit the game. So you got to settle down. Move into the white home with the white picket fence. Right. Apple pie cooling on the windowsill. Okay, Spud McKenzie looking dog on the on the lawn. Uh, all that good stuff. Okay, all right. So if you had to quit the game from one of these two gentlemen that I've handpicked for you, mm. who would it be for? All right. Would you quit the game for Michael B. Jordan or would you quit the game for Chris Hemsworth? Okay. That you know what that's crazy. I am, uh, I, yo, yo, that is fucked up because I actually looked up Chris Hemsworth, uh, uh, date of birth today. Yeah. And Liam, oh, he's a Leo. He's a Leo because he's the older brother. Because actually, it started with his wife, Elsa Pataki. I had known her for a little while. And today she popped out. So, let me see. Because I always look at people, uh, uh, connections based on their, on their signs. Okay. Not because there's any science behind it, right. but just because I believe in it. Okay. I'm a fish. Okay. I believe in that shit. Okay. It means something. Right. So Chris Hemworth is a Leo. It couldn't work with me. Okay. It couldn't work with me. Right. You, I am way too sensitive. Okay. I am a fish. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
and funnily, funnily, uh, he uh, he's married to a cancer, which is way more sensitive than me. Yeah. But a cancer and a Leo works. Okay. Because you know Leos are very dominant. We always know king of the jungle. Right, you know, right, right. Leos extremely. And, a Leo will let you know that they're a Leo. Oh, they'll have, they have the lion tattoos. I'm a Leo. You don't I'm a Leo. You don't even need. You don't even need. Okay, but we get it. You know, you know when a Leo walks in the room. My dad's a Leo. My youngest sisters in Leo, yeah. I've had time to study them and their behavior. You know when a Leo walks in that that sense of arrogance yeah. that's just like, oh I can stand that motherfucker. Right. You know? Oh my god, I right. feel like choking you, you know, that uh, but at the same time I came to learn to love them just because right. um Listen, if if you don't have self esteem, who gonna guys you up? You know, if you you right. need to, you gonna go through so many roller coasters in life right. that you need to have that natural to right. Yeah, have a natural swagger to to bounce back. You right, know, we right. go through a lot. Life is is lethal. You yeah. know, like the abuse that we take, yeah. the, just the roller coaster of life. It ain't for everybody. You know, it ain't for the fitness of heart. And who Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, what's yeah. his sign? What's his sign? Oof. We need to know his sign. I don't know what a sign yeah, is to be honest. Uh, I know actually, he. I think his sign is. I think we had seen pictures of his birthday right after the uh, the Rock Nation birth. Gal, yeah. I can't remember how old. I know he's thirty three. I think. Um, I think I he's a know. fish. I really think he's a fish. And uh, yeah, listen, no two fishes together, we are gonna cry over there. I couldn't do this. <laughs> I could. <laughs> So we'll call this one a stalemate. How about that? Um, for me, <laughs> like, bring me a, bring me a Scorpio. You know, okay. a Scorpio. We can, we can will and deal. Okay. Hold on a second. Let me now have to look this up. Michael B. Jordan. All right. But just because I know my personalities, I know people that 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 just uh, yeah, she's too sappy for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and I'm a type of person like I want to bring all my emotions with me. You know, right. I'm not gonna hide anything. Right. So let's find out. While you're looking for that, we will February. He's February. A friend. Okay. He's a, yeah, February. So is he a fish then? He's not a fish. He's an Aquarian. Oh, okay. He's a humanitarian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's a humanitarian. Well, he tried to save Wakanda, so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in his way, he tried. It wasn't the best way. <laughs> you know what? What I did love about that movie is uh, uh, it was all shades of Africa in there. Oh yeah, it was uh, Africa pride and uh, yeah. it was so many different levels of uh, of of every. I think every African nation just saw themselves, you right. know, and and also saw what we know about our where we come from. You know, it's the greatest. Mm -hmm. You haven't given us a chance. Right. You know, it's the greatest. We're so great that we have to hide from you guys. Right, right. You know, because uh, y'all can't handle it. Exactly. You know, no, it's, uh, I, yeah, of course. It was, amazing, it was an amazing film. Like, uh, that's one of my all-time favorite films already. So, yeah. I, I can go on the entire podcast to talk about that, but I won't really? because I know my listeners are going to be like, Daniel, there was like the umpteenth time you talked about Black Panther. <laughs> like, it was bad. Like, leading you up to Black Panther. Really? Oh, oh my, what? I was, I was fanboying for this movie because 
I love superhero movies, right. but the fact that you're giving me a black superhero, not just like a black version of, right. but like an actual black superhero with the amazing cast that oh, was yeah. Black Panther, like I'm sell you're you're selling me with the soundtrack being carried by Kendrick Lamar. I mean, give yeah. me more, oh, yeah. give That's me more, Marvel. Caesar. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. That entire album was fire. Uh, true story. At Christmas, because I did the Christmas market at City Hall, yeah. I had a coffee blend called What Kind of Premium Blend. Oh my God! <laughs> listen, listen. We we can't talk about Black Panther the entire podcast. I would love to, but we gotta say that off air. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Nia Bengali in studio. We're going to a commercial break. When we get back, we have the next segment, which is Trip Talk. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yo, welcome back to the show. Once again, it's your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. I still have special guest Nia Bengala in studio. Say what's up to the people. Hey, hey. Yes. Hey, Toronto. Yes, yes, there you go. So now we're about to get into Trip Talk, all right? So it's three of the hottest topics that took place within pop culture that got people talking. And this story that I'm about to break out first, because this is the meat of what people have been talking about all week. I couldn't stay away from this one. I really had to get my two cents in. I, I didn't really talk too much about it on social media. Mm-hmm. I kind of talked to my friends about this one in particular. But now that I have a lady in my presence, <laughs> I think it's perfect to discuss this. So with that being said, <laughs> I will not keep you guys waiting no longer. Aisha Curry. Aisha Curry was in the news this week. I'm using that as a highlight, by the way. Aisha Curry was in the news this week because she was a guest star on The Red Table, which is a show that is uh, hosted and produced by Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, which is broadcasted live on Facebook. It's a very good show, very, very, uh, very candid discussion show. I like action with the format of it. It's very, it's very cool. Um... She was on the show along with other wives of other successful public figures within media and I sports. Think it was what Jada Pinkett, the Red Talk Table. Yeah, yeah, she was she was hosting it, and she had like other people on the table as well with that particular episode. Aisha Curry was one of the was one of the guests, and they were discussing you know how they kind of filter out the attention that their husbands receive from other women. So Aisha Curry, and I'm paraphrasing, mind you, was discussing how. Whenever Steph is just talking to people in general, he's just generally a nice guy. That's just his personality. He gets this from his mother, et cetera, et cetera. And then when he's talking to women, he doesn't see it, but other women, not all women, but other women are trying to get his attention, you know, sexually and what have you. Thirst trap, exactly. And it's to the point where sometimes she feels like she has to interject and introduce herself and what have you. So I'm I'm listening to her say that. I'm like, okay, that's fair. That's fair. But then... (laughs) But then... We, we take a bit of a nose dive, just a bit of a nose dive, just, just a little bit, just yeah, like Hindenburg. Yeah. So basically, what happened was she then started to discuss how whenever he gets female attention, she feels inadequate because she doesn't get the reverse. She doesn't get male attention from other men, and so she's describing it. And then what really kind of had me losing. What she was saying was when she said, and mind you, I'm paraphrasing, was when she said, oh, um, it would be nice to have some male attention, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't want male attention, mm-hmm. but it would be, nice be nice to know that some guys are looking. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, so hold on. So let me, let me get the chalkboard out. So you don't want men okay. to give you attention, but you don't mind if you know that men are looking. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Okay, 
All right. I really want to get this. I really want to say this from Wanks of the Week, but I had something else in mind for that. I fit, this is more fit for a discussion. It so really she got spared for that. Yes. But nonetheless, I have my thoughts on it. Nia, I want to get your thoughts on it, be, being the lady in the room here. What is your take yes. on what Aisha said? Okay. Well, that's crazy because it's uh, something that's done the news, and I'm a student of, you know, pop culture, so mm -hmm. I do stay online, although I don't participate in the game, but I do watch everything. I'm an avid, you know. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it did pop up. So, the girl is, she's younger than me. She's I think she's 30 years old. Yeah, yeah. And then she said that, no, the guys are not checking her out. All right, so this is my thing. I told you that I'm a fitness model. I'm a bikini girl, you right, know, right. and I've done competitions for a long time. This is who I am. Uh, being older than her, maybe I don't have any kids. Guys, will you hot, you steamy, mm -hmm. guys will check you out. Married, not married, mm -hmm. baby, no baby. Guys will give you that look. Mm -hmm. Guys ain't checking you out because you ain't giving out no vibes. <laughs> you know, they right. just not feeling. You're just giving the mummy vibes. Right, the mummy vibes. <laughs> they ain't picking. They ain't picking there because guys will look. Right, right. <laughs> right. And Wait, that's take a look. It's on display. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? I'm just saying. Uh -huh. You know, you come correct. Guys don't need to know your age. They mm. will check you. Right. You know, you're a sexy girl, you're a sexy girl, you don't care. Then you don't know that you're married. Right, so right. if you ain't getting checked out, that means you they don't find you attractive. Point blank, period. Right. Yes, okay, we can go into the, listen, you should be happy you married, that and that. Yes, you should be happy that at least you married because there's some of us that didn't get the lottery ticket. And, <laughs> you know, I don't know if, I, I, if I'm going to have children at this stage. Yeah. But... And I'm not priding myself or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah. trust me, boo, when I walk out from the streetcar driver to the... To, we winking and they're checking out. Yeah. Because it's a, so if you don't get that, yeah. they don't necessarily need to slide in your DM. But yeah. if you ain't getting that, if you're not getting that, listen, when I was younger, okay, I remember, okay, I might be a bit conceited here, but I will be upset. And if I needed to reboost my ego, I'd be like, yo, let me go downstairs for a minute. Just go. And I have somebody whistle at me. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel confident. I'm like, yo, right. it's going to Oh, it's still here. I still got it, you right. know? So if you're not getting checked out, you right. so here you're not he, checking the box for the gentleman. Like. Right. So he, here, here's my take on it. So I was talking to this with a couple of my boys, actually, right? Mm -hmm. Yesterday, actually, when we were watching the Raptors game. Um, so here's the conclusion that we kind of came to. Mm -hmm. So... And this is not really a reflection of like my thoughts and beliefs. This is just what's presented out to us in society, basically. So what's really presented out in society, especially in this day and age with the Instagram era and the thirst trap era, et cetera, et cetera, it really comes down to, and again, I don't, I don't subscribe to this, but this is just what we see. But it really comes down to, quote unquote, how you carry yourself. You're giving so, the money vibe. Right. So essentially what happens is if you see a woman who's dressed like, I'm just going to throw a random name out there. If you see a woman dressed like Cardi B, who has, like, the curves and, like, the the, the attitude to match, of course men are going to go out of their way and either look or try to approach. But if you're a woman who is, quote-unquote, dressed more modestly or giving, like you said, the, the mummy vibes, vibes, then you're not really going to get a, 
a guy that's going to try and check you like the way they're trying to check your husband. They're only checking now Stephen Curry because of the fact that he's Stephen Curry. He's an NBA basketball player, two-time MVP, et cetera, et cetera. He doesn't really have the, the build or the physique of like a sex symbol like an LL Cool J, but when he has that type of clout that he gets from pro athletes, uh, from pro sports, then of course he's going to get those looks because they see him as an opportunity. Whereas with Aisha, because she is playing the role of wife and, and, and mother, She's not really going to get that vibe. But at the same time, with men, I would say with men, like, if you, if, if, generally, and I don't really like to speak for a lot of men, but I think I can speak for a lot of men in this scenario. If men see a woman with a guy and they are presented in a particular way, they're not going to try to holler at you because at the end of the day, they'll see, they'll see, they'll see you as that woman, and then they'll see the man that you're with, and depending on how you how you carry yourself, quote unquote, they're gonna be like, yeah, that's not really for me because I'm too different from from what this person is, or okay, he got himself a good one, I'm not gonna overstep. But if it's in a situation where you're like a Cardi B and like you're walking with a dude, they're gonna be like, oh, I don't know if he's really, I don't know if she's really with that girl. I'll probably, or I don't know if she's really with that guy. I'll probably try and step. So it's really, and it's, it's stupid, but it's just society. But it, it just comes down to how you carry yourself. And like you were saying, she's giving the mummy vibes. She's and the mummy, and the mummy thing isn't nearly, isn't necessarily seen as sexy per se, depending no, on who we're talking it, it about. Waters, it waters down this, the, the hotness, right? Like the right. steamingness, you know? Like uh, you've heard about couples, you know, like everything was fine and dandies, and mm-hmm. then they had the baby, and all of a sudden she don't want to do shit no right. more. Oh, he's even you know, feeling embarrassed of been wanting to do certain things to her right, because right. that's one of my children. You right. know what I mean? So, and then you also have, listen, Kim Kardashian's a mom. Right. You can't tell me she ain't walking down the street and people are not doing a double, right. you know. But it's how Kim carries herself, right? And that's we, what and I'm we know, saying. And we know the story she, behind of Kim. Of course. Right? Of course. So, so, but even if, but if it's like a Jay-Z and a Beyonce, it's like, okay, Beyonce's still Beyonce's getting checked. No, yeah, she's she getting checked. She's getting, she getting checked. But, like, no one's going to try to step to her no, because that's Jay-Z's absolutely, wife. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, no one's going to try and disrespect absolutely. that way. Yeah. And, yeah. and, I mean, in terms of Aisha Curry, I don't think that she really meant uh, in terms of, you know, nobody's hollering or whatever. Right. Because, no, you're not going to get that boo-boo. We already know. We mm-hmm. know exactly your husband. You know, nobody's going to be a fool. Right. But if you're not getting that second, you know, that double, the guy, you know, you didn't make head turns. Right. Because you ain't a head turner. You ain't a traffic stopping, right. walking, you know. You're not it. Right. Here's my thing when it comes to it as well. I feel like when I when I first came across the story, and I still carry this thought to this day, I just think it, it's it's kind of petty on, on her part to <sighs> want to get that attention but not... Because at the end of the day, this is I I I mainly say this I mainly say this because it, she was the same woman about three or four years ago who made comments about other women as far as how they dress and how they carry themselves. Judgmental. So, I, judgmentally, I know, yeah. I don't even know if I remember the comments, but go ahead. Right. So basically, and I can't remember exactly the exact comment too, but that was a big talking point four years ago. So. Going forward, and I'm sure people can change in a four-year span, but it's just very ironic that you now have this thought say, oh, how come other guys can't look at me as well? And I feel like she she would only she's only saying that because of the status that Curry is now elevated to, right? He's a household name. He's, he was a household name four years ago. That was basically the advent of that. And now, like, it's solidified. So I feel like she only wants that so that she can feel as though she's on his level in terms of that outlook. And I think that's just a petty way of thinking because at the end of the day, it's not like... 
you you're you're just riding on his coattails. Like you are you're you're a cook, you're a best-selling author, you have your own makeup line with cover girl, like you are well accomplished in your own rights. So there's no need for you to be feeling this inadequate. And as long as Steph still sees you as as that lovely, beautiful, sexy woman that he's been seeing ever since the day that you guys have been dating, then there should be no issue. And even then, Curry, uh, Steph, I mean, Steph Curry, put out uh, a message on Facebook today basically saying, you know, you're the mother of my kids, et cetera, et cetera, I love you, da da da, da. Basically, just a way to kind of calm down the storm, you know what I mean? But I'm sure he means well and what he, have he you. He gave her a Hallmark card. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong for that about a Hallmark card. You're an ass. <laughs> but essentially, you could call it that. But either way, I I just don't feel that as though she should be feeling that way. It's just a petty mindset to have. I expect girls who are like much younger or girls who have a certain social you know cloud to be talking about. Like if Cardi B were to say that, I expect that from Cardi B. You know what I mean? Because she comes across as petty and ratchet. But for for Aisha Curry to be saying that, like I know you may have moments where you feel inadequate, but to say, oh, I wish I got I mean, cat cold, I, I mean, I that's kind of weird. You know, I, I think that number one, I don't think that she should be shaded for voicing something that you know. There's certain things that sometimes you feel and you you like, oh, I can't say this out loud because people are gonna look at me some type of way. So I really, I I, I clap. You know, mm-hmm. it's a hard thing to let out. You know, and now for have because now everyone has an opinion. We ask right. we all have an opinion. You know, your shit is out. We're gonna talk about it. You're right. public figure we're going to talk about you. Uh, that's the hardest thing. So, no, I do applaud her for, for speaking her truth. You know, that's how right. you feel, boo. What sucks to be you? <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, um, but, uh, that, bitch, you're not hot. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, for, for the record, and again, like, looks, beauty, it's all subjective at the end of the day, right? It is. I would say that I think I think, I think Aisha Curry is a, a very, very beautiful woman. She doesn't give off the sexy vibes, but... You don't need to give off the sexy vibes to be attractive because some people may not look, have that same vibe I, to get I mean, them going. Listen, I'm a very, uh, I'm a humanitarian, so I like the thing, yeah. but I'm also uh, extremely shallow. That's right. why I do bikini competitions. Right. Uh, if somebody has no, ain't nobody gonna try to date you because of the inside. <laughs> Men's are gonna stop at the first look, and now we gonna go second. Right, of if course. If they that's, have to take the time to open the package to reveal, oh, she's an amazing person, and try to image and selling. Okay, right. you need to jump. Can you jump the first? Huh. Can you make it? Right. And you, you're not. You know, so nobody gonna find out what's going on in the inside. Right. You know, especially you're if you're not, already a married yeah, woman. Yeah, especially right? if you're like, already yeah. a married woman. It's like and, the know? appeal isn't gonna be there anymore, so, or or it wasn't even there to begin with. So. In terms of being entitled to feel that way, I think that yeah, she's entitled to feel that way right. because nobody can tell you what you're allowed to feel or what you're not allowed to feel. Yeah. You know, those are and 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 yes, please do let out more bullshit like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I call it bullshit, but it's your truth. You know, but it's right. bullshit, really. But it's your truth. It, it just it just seems very weird to me as a whole because you have a guy who and like they have like on paper, on paper. they have like the picture on perfect picture. scenario you know what I mean like the loving husband devote yeah. Christian three kids oh. together successful career you name it very well spoken etc 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 and despite all that you're still trying to find a nitpick that is still making you very unhappy you're making that like the overarching 
um, like conundrum, and it's just very I mean, weird. I'm to me. sure she that's why I consider it petty. Yeah, I'm sure she's not losing any sleep over it. You know what I mean? But I think I don't that know, she's. I mean. a, it's gonna sound like it, right? But um, I think that she said one of the things that she's. You know, she's probably just had a open heart. You know, and say, you know what? This actually bothers me. Like I will say, you know, you know what I find really upsetting is the fact that. To become a humanitarian, I have to be an actress, so I have to be, uh, you know, a model to have a platform. Yet I had to build mine, uh, you know, uh, you know that bothers me. Right. But I don't lose any sleep over it. But mm -hmm. so I, I, I truly, generally, I applaud her for saying right. that, you know, yeah, for you're, just you're letting it out then. You know, and now everything else is up for debate. And right. I'm just saying, they ain't checking you. They're checking me out, so they ain't checking <laughs> you out. That's because you're giving the mommy vibes. So. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it for her, not me. The, the mommy vibes, man. The mommy vibes. You know. But, but nonetheless, nonetheless, um, what do you guys at, at home think? Either way, let me know. Hit me up on social media at Cool Radio CC and share your thoughts. That is it's a crazy. very interesting conversation, it's nonetheless. Interesting. Um, let's talk about the rapper Logic for a moment, okay? Yes. So Logic, he's personally one of my favorite rappers. Um, a lot of people are very divisive over him, and one person who, who kind of comes across very divisive over him is radio personality Charlemagne the God. Oh, I love now, Charlemagne the God. Uh, Logic came out with a new album today, actually, and that album is called Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I just found out about that today, actually. And basically, he uh, released a single. I don't know if this is just a single or just generally just one of the songs on his album, but there is a song called Clickbait where he actually calls out Charlemagne the God. So this is what he said about Charlemagne, and I quote... I don't do the Breakfast Club because Charlemagne is shameless. That's the only one I leave out when I run my bases. Do your research before you call someone homophobic. You're living off a controversy and you know it. So, Charlemagne, I want to say clapped, well, many clapped back today. But basically he said, yeah, I am shameless. Everyone knows that. Um, and he also said how he doesn't... Uh, really have logic on his radar. Like, he's just very neutral about him. Like, mm -hmm. he doesn't love him, he doesn't hate him either. Mm -hmm. He's just kind of there. But then he also did say that he feels as though logic is an imitation of rappers like Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole. And he feels that he uses his biracial background as privilege of some sort. Mm -hmm. So, and a lot of people say that, yeah. So a lot of people say that, which I disagree with wholeheartedly, but I feel like he just kind of gets a short end of the stick because of the fact that not just because he's biracial but he looks more caucasian than he does black but again that's not his fault that's genetics it's almost like when people are trying to say the rock was never the first black champion just because he's half black and half samoan but like again you can't control your genetics but anyways nonetheless um based on what was said in the, in that song What's your thoughts on Logic calling out Charlemagne the God? All right, so I'm a huge Breakfast Club uh, fan. I mm -hmm. listen to it every morning. I've been listening to the Breakfast Club for, I think, uh, about four years. I have an right. app that gives me... So I wake up with the Breakfast Club. Right, so right. Uh, And... And uh, Charlamagne is actually a trained journalist. He's been on radio for a very long time. Mm -hmm. He's also got a few other podcasts, including uh, Brilliant Idiots. Yep, yep. He's got a few New York bestsellers. Yep. Uh uh, including the one uh, opportunity is made for those who create it. I think it's called. Oh, that's uh, your it's black privilege. Black book. privilege. Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah, one of his books, and mm -hmm. also he talks about health, uh, mental health. Uh, mm -hmm. In terms of the cast of the Breakfast Club, he's the breakout star. Oh, of course, yeah. he's. Uh, you always see him on CNN, and he's really good friend with Angela Wright. Shout out to yeah. Angela Wright. I love her. She's as, an amazing uh, woman. She's a lawyer, and uh, she's also common for dating her. 
Huh? Common the rapper. Yes, Common. Yes, yes, yes. But they couldn't have worked out. Common's a fish and she's a Libra. That <laughs> would have never happened. That could have never happened. Um, but yeah, I do like Angela Wright and I do believe that a voice like hers is, is necessary in uh, in the climate that the U.S., uh, the political climate that the, the U.S. find themselves right now. So I'm aware of uh, Charlemagne questioning style, uh-huh. journalistic style. Right. Uh, I don't think that Charlemagne would have gone into any waters without doing his research. Right. So if he, and, and he's a journalist, but he's also entitled to an opinion. Right. So if he called... Uh, logic homophobic. Right. I believe that it would have been backed up by research. Right. I believe that it would have been backed up by you know uh, certain interviews or something that made him uh, lead to right. that conclusion. Uh, with Charlemagne, it's interesting because like a lot of things that he says is off the cuff. It's very it's very blunt and what have you. Um, when it comes to his when it, when it comes to his uh, journalism skills, I feel like that kind of came along as his career progressed. Absolutely. Because when he first started out, it was in a, a radio station in North Carolina. With Wendy Williams. Yeah, with Wendy Williams as well afterwards. And then he got to the Breakfast Club and what yes. have you. So it, his journalistic skills have grown Absolutely. as the years have come. He didn't really necessarily have that. He was more of a shock jock yeah. when he first started. So okay. that's why people were very quick to kind of like mm-hmm. call him out and what have you. And so when it comes to logic and what have you, like logic, he's a very intelligent individual. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been listening to his music for the last four or five years, give or take. Um, I feel like with him, when it comes to logic, because of the way he's blown up over the last couple of years and what have you, he is someone who prides himself on being very inclusive. So not just only having black people listen to music, but he wants everyone to listen to music, which I can respect, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you want to expand beyond like your borders and what have you. So I feel like with his last album that came out, uh, I think it was called. What was it called? I think it was called Everybody. So he had a whole bunch of songs where he would basically promote like his, his black side, whatever, because he's very proud of that. But then he also have songs where he well, just wants to promote inclusivity and what have you. So I, I think a lot of people took ex- exception to that, or at least a vocal minority, to say the least, because they felt like he was trying to teeter on that edge and what have you. And unfortunately, in America, from what I've noticed, there are a lot of black people. Who really they don't do want not, you to play both, both sides yeah, of the fans. They, and like, they, 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 don't, they don't jive with people who are half black or half white. It's almost like they want them to choose the side, so to speak. So I felt like Logic was getting that kind of heat. And on top of that, when you look at Logic, he doesn't look black from a distance. Yeah. Like He looks very either Caucasian or Hispanic. Basically, he looks very racially ambiguous. And a lot of people really don't like that about him, which I find is very immature because you can't control genetics. You can't. You know what I mean? So when it comes to Charlemagne, he has openly stated, and he even said it um, in response today, that he doesn't understand the biracial struggle because he sees having light skin as a privilege. And a lot of black people in America see having light skin as a privilege. But at the end of the day, I think they're only looking at it from a very small microcosm because, sure, there is a little bit, a little bit of privilege that comes with being lighter than your average dark-skinned person. But at the same time, that little bit is a crumb in comparison to the big uh, spread that you have for for white people in general when it comes to arguments of privilege. Because at the end of the day, when a white person sees two black people, one of them's light, one of them's dark, to that white person, they're still black at the end of the day, right? So, at the end of the day, when it comes to whole white skin and dark skin, which kind of spills into another argument, you're talking about a system that was based on Jim, Jim Crow laws. And Jim Crow laws were obviously invented by the white slave, slave uh, white slavery owners from back and back in the day. But the joke is, black people in America in particular are still living by that. 
white people, maybe subconsciously, like the ones who are, are openly racist, maybe subconsciously they live by that. But black people are very conscious about that and they impose those rules on people who are of the lighter community, which I find is ass backwards. And I feel like that happens to Logic on a consistent basis because of the direction of his music, because of his complexion and what have you, and because of the fact that he said he also wants to branch into movies and stuff like that, which every rapper since Ice Cube has been doing since the friggin' late 80s. So why are we, why are we attack, why are you guys attacking him? So that's where I stand on the matter. Either way, Logic is entitled to his opinion on what he said about Charlemagne. Mm -hmm. This is not the first time that people have aimed their victory at Charlemagne. And Charlemagne, as a shock Kanye didn't even want to go over there. Like, right. like yo, Charlemagne's just going to shoot. Like, exactly, yeah. You know? And Charlemagne, as a radio personality, he's entitled to have his opinion on Logic. Though I find that, and I'm not just pointing this at him, I just find in general, the the vitriol that Logic has been getting lately, lately within the last couple of years, because of his quote unquote biracial privilege, as well as people like Drake, for example, I find it's very unfair. Like at the end of the day, you can't control your genetics. Like it is what it is. You can't control your genetics. Uh, I think that being biracial in Canada, oh, I, you know what? Honestly, those biracial kids, I I know that uh, I don't know. Whether it's a privilege to be a biracial because yeah. it's so ambiguous and I think it comes with so much problem. Like, am I black? Am I white? Who am I? Right. You know, especially if you're biracial living with the white family, especially right. if you're biracial living with the black family, you right. know, because yeah, now you think you're light skinned, you know, yeah. you think you're better than us. They look right. at you, know, they're looking at you, the little, little Negro, the little bastard Negro left behind. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I, yeah, I don't think that we, we can understand what is truly going on in a biracial kid's head. I mm -hmm. think it's so much. Who are you trying to identify? Because, you know, at the end of the day, even if you look at the Marlowe hierarchy of needs, the mm -hmm. need for belonging, right? you know, coming from a place, being from somewhere is huge. So when you have those two sides talking, I'm not quite mm -hmm. accepted by the whites and I'm not quite accepted by the blacks, right. you know. And, uh, I, and that being said, I don't think it's fair for Charlemagne to attack him like that, you know, where you say, I don't understand what the biracial uh, struggle. struggle is. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very unfair, right. you know, because there's a lot of things that you will never understand as a woman, right. you know, as there's a lot of things that I will never understand as a man, right. you know, so we can't, and we can't dismiss that it not being non-existent. Right, exactly. You know, he's living his truth, he's speaking his truth, and mm -hmm. that's, that's that's exactly that's his what it reality, is. reality. Yeah. We have to accept that. And I also find that with black Americans as well. And I don't want to say all black Americans. That'd be unfair of me to say, but I, I happen to find at the very least a vocal minority of them love to pick and choose what people of that biracial system that they like. So they they'll dislike Logic, but then they'll love J Cole. They'll dislike Drake, but then they'll love Alicia Keys. I feel like the more quote unquote pro black that you are as a biracial person, the more they'll love you because you almost have to overcompensate how quote unquote black you are in order for the rest of the black community, the more melanated quote unquote black community for you to accept you. And I feel like America's thinking as far as a black community is concerned is so backwards with with their logic. You know, the black Americans, are, and, and I'm not saying all of them, but they mm -hmm. also uh, conflicted themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Because uh, they think that they're superior race of black. <laughs> you know, if my dad listens to this, he's going to rewind that part over and over again. Like, when we were watching Black Panther, he hated the Killmonger character. He's like, that's all the black Americans. That's all of them. They always think they're better than us. I'm just like, dad, chill. Yeah. Chill. But anyways, I'm sorry. I can continue. Continue. So, 
Oh, but black Americans mm-hmm. uh, themselves. You, you know what? The, the, the history of black Americans themselves mm-hmm. is such one of, uh, of, um, of oppression. Mm-hmm. You know? I, listen, after the two shootings that's been going on, in, I don't go to the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, just, I, I spent New Year's in St. Bars. I went skiing in Cochevel. Mm-hmm. I am not coming to the U.S. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm gonna come back. Right. I don't know if I'm gonna get shot. Right. I don't know. Right. I I'm not trying to take that chance. Right. I'm way too vocal. Right. I hate Trump. Right. But it's a joke. <laughs> I love it. Right. I've been watching that that reality TV, you know, for the past. I'm glued to this, and he's right. gonna come back. Right. Whether we like it or not. Right. No, know? I hear you on that. He so is coming back. We ain't gonna like it, but it's a real, you know. So the, the the blacks have been like the way they get shot, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but the way they carry themselves mm-hmm. too, you know. Um. So the blacks, I can't speak for, but I've been to the U.S. to the point where I'm like, I'm not coming here. Right. This shit is whack. Right. You know, it, it really is because it, it's portrayed in, on TV. Miami, LA, New York are the great, but then go to some parts of Miami, Broward County. Don't try to make the wrong right. Right. You know, and you can be black. I'm African. Well, I've been in conversation. The way I literally been made fun of. Mm-hmm. Oh, you African. You speak a certain way. Ha, ha, ha. What? Like, even Charlemagne on, on breakfast television. Or breakfast or breakfast club, club, yeah, yeah. It was making fun of some African accent. You know, like, right. oh, how come you don't speak like that? And right. it's like... Y'all need to chill. Yeah, like, y'all yeah. can have that American accent, but y'all getting killed like flies out here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, t- I'm going to say my condo in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> where I ain't fighting with no landlord, I'm the landlord. Like, right. you know, like, your condition is not, like, the U.S. is so, 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 sometimes it's such a narrow view of Right, thing. a narrow viewpoint, right. Very, very right. narrow. Right, and I wish that more black Americans would educate themselves in terms of, like, black culture on a global scale, not just in America's good, because I get it, they're the epicenter of the entertainment, and I understand yes, that. Yes, and we need but them, at, and but we at, love them. But at the same time, they have to know the meaning behind a diaspora and yes. how there and how there are other diasporas yes. globally as well. Yes. So you're you're not the only yes. point of, of black culture. Yes. There's black culture in Absolute. London. Oh, there's black culture in, in Paris. Belgium. There's black culture in Belgium. I'm not sure the capital city in, in Belgium, Belgium, but we said there you go. That's there, my family, my yes. family, my whole there's, family. There's, there's black culture in Toronto. In there, there's an entire black culture in an entire continent in the middle of the world. So Listen. I feel like the I not all the like there are some who are very conscious of that and God bless them. Bless but there them. are more that need oh, to, you're to talking learn about, about the that. ones whose mom and dad and the whole brother is locked up at the county jail. You know, like right. yo, your mom, my mom's never seen drugs. Mm-hmm. My parents live downtown Toronto. My family and my mom never been locked up. We ain't right. bailing out no one. We ain't putting money on nobody's books. Right. But that's you guys' reality. Right. In the U.S. and yet you guys want to claim that you're superior than us. So there's also that whole controversial with the blacks, African black. You know where we know right. our ancestry, where we were never like enslaved. Africans versus African Americans. You know, and right. the African Americans are gonna try to make you feel like we live in huts and you know there's monkeys climbing on the trees. It's right. a bitch weird. Right, exactly. <laughs> now to to be fair, and I've I've actually had debates with my dad about this. Really? But I feel like yeah, but I feel like because I feel like there's a disconnect on both sides. Like there's a discourse on both sides. Because I've heard Africans. Not all Africans, of course, but mm-hmm. I've heard some Africans uh, say things that generalize all black Americans. And while they're vitriol, I understand where it comes from. Mm-hmm. That can only be categorized by by the ignorant African Americans mm-hmm. who say the ignorant stuff. Because there are actually 
black Americans that I've befriended over the years and, and just in general Absolutely. who are well aware that that you know the slave trade happened yeah. and that their culture has been watered down etc yeah. etc so I always have to remind you know whether it's my father or anyone else for that matter that hey like not all of them are like that there are the ignorant ones don't get me wrong but some people on your side as well, on the African side, y'all got to check yourselves. Because I've had people on the African side who have kind of called me out for not being born in the continent. It's like, oh, you're born Canadian? Oh, you're not really African. Trust me, I've, I've been through that route before, man. It's it's tired. It's getting old. It's cliche. I had, so, when I was a kid growing up in Toronto, they would yeah. call you the Oreo cookie, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah, because you're white. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. in the past, I think, five years, I've, I've gotten so, so, so strong with my hip-hop community mm-hmm. and I'm just like gotching the world. I'm like, yeah, the cool meter says it's hip hop. <laughs> Y'all suck. You know? So, and I've been embracing that you hear the way I talk. You yeah. know, five years ago, I didn't talk like that. Whereas now it's like, no, bitch, that's how we talk. Like, right. you know, there's this, uh, there's the cool factor, but then you also have a medium like, um, uh, TSR, the shade room. Uh. <laughs> I try to stay away from the shade room, man. Like I, I know the I know the, the creative is Nigerian, but like some of the ratchet stuff that I see in the no, shade not room. Some. Okay, <laughs> all the of the ratchet stuff that I see go, in the shade room. The I'm, room ju- I'm just like, like, yeah, like anytime somebody sends me a link from the shade room, I'm like, dog, I'm not gonna read no, this. No, some shit's <laughs> funny, but you go in the comments and you're like, oh, oh yeah, I that's another story. Sake. I don't have. Uh, sometimes you want to have a good laugh, you know, go cry, yeah. Here, but man, you read shit over there, you just like, oh, right? Man, I'm just like, nah, man. My mental capacity cannot compartmentalize all this in no, one sitting. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. You, you and and I feel like, uh, but then again, I'm also against every social uh, social media. media right. Yeah, yeah, because it's such a, a business platform where you are the product. You know, right. they're exploiting you, and you know, it's just uh, the whole thing about social media. I have a love hate relationship. Whether we as do I, as do I. <laughs> But nonetheless, with that said, ladies and gents, what do you guys think about the whole situation between Logic and Charlemagne the God? Do you agree with either side? Either way, let me know what you think on all social media platforms at Cool Radio CC. And now we have come to the end of the show. And before we get to there, that means that we have one final segment to get to. And I will not keep you guys waiting any longer. <clears throat> Who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? <laughs> Who has been crowned the captain of coonery this week? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. You play all day. <laughs> for Wankster of the Week. A Wankster? <laughs> a Wankster? This week's Wankster of the Week oh, goes to a rapper day. by the name of Queen Key. Now, she is getting the Wankster of the Week because she has just released a project that is entitled, and I quote, Eat My I'm sure you can guess what that is. Yes, it's called... No, no, not even just called Eat My... Right. It's called Eat My... Again. Because as it turns out, this is a sequel to a project that she released last year, which was entitled Eat My... Right. So she basically has a series has of people. projects called, too. yes, this is the, similar to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this is the Eat My Universe, essentially. So I've looked at the titles of the song... Of the songs that are on there, I looked at the the rapper herself. She looks like a ratchet queen. Mm. Ironically enough, she has a song on her project called Ratchet. I shouldn't be surprised. My thing is this. If you want to make an impact as a rapper these days, there's a little thing called clout chasing. Mm. 
And that has been going around very rampantly. We, we've seen who's been doing this a lot. We've seen it from Post Malone. We've seen it from Takashi 69 We've seen it from Azealia uh, Banks. We've seen it from a plethora of rappers who try to make a name for themselves through the antics that they commit rather than the actual music product itself. And I feel like this rapper is yet another example of that because she is naming her projects uh, in the form of cunnilingus, all right? Now, we don't need you to tell us to eat your p If we want to, we will do it within our own consent. But you don't need to force us to eat the chocha because we don't know where that's been. Yeah, so please <laughs> miss us with you forcing us to eat your p because we don't want to, all right? So. We don't want that shoved in our faces, literally and figuratively. So for that reason and that reason alone, I have to give... Queen Key, the wankster of the week. Do you deserve this wankster? Yeah. Of course you do. And we're going to drop it one more time, just like this. Uh, Nia, yes. your, your thoughts on that, please. That is crazy. Very. That is, that, yeah, no, I don't even, I can't, that's just not my style. That mm -hmm. is not something that I, yeah, no. <laughs> How old is she? But then again, you know, when you have the youngest, you got to be 18. She's probably, I, 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 I want to guarantee, no, I, I, I want, I'm going to guarantee that she's younger than 25. She got to be. She if she's older than 25, then then God help her. Right. <laughs> no, she needs the Holy Spirit. Like she, right. she needs Jesus. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of hip hop. I'm a, you know, I'm a hip hopper. Right. I love party. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, when you lead a conversation uh, that precedes your music or your body of work with mm -hmm. those type of titles. You, where do you go? Where, where do you go from where, there? Where do you go from there? You know, you're mm -hmm. never gonna be McDonald's. You're not gonna get that that you know Super Bowl ads for right. million dollars. They're not gonna give it to you. Right. So, I mean, you know, there's people that come out and that are very just you know they're artistic, they're very talented, and they come out and then they can branch themselves and brand themselves. But then you have someone that comes like this. Like, how do we rebrand this? Right. You can't. You, like, you, there's you, a shelf life on there. <laughs> You 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 burned every single right. bridges. And now listen, if that's your uh, artistic uh, authenticity, yeah, remain there. But you you short life. Yeah, it's a, it's a shelf life on there for sure. Yeah, I mean, how do you change the narrative after that? This is what you're known for. Right. Like at age fifty, are you still gonna be naming your projects to eat, eat my? Like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> how do you change? You know, yeah. uh, the the conversation. Exactly. You, you can't. know, how do you rebrand? Like, yeah. I mean, listen. Yeah, she's become she's become typecasted at this point. She really but is. She boxed herself into a corner. Yeah, I don't think she cares though. That's the Not thing. That, like, that's lot, the whole thing. Right, a lot of right? people don't care. A lot like look at Takashi Six Nine. And like, you're also thinking like, what label is producing this bullshit? Right. I honestly don't think a label's producing. I think it's, it's just independent. I would I certainly would hope so. Independent. I would certainly hope so. But nonetheless, bitch, I'm independent. I <laughs> and with that said, yeah. we're going to end tonight's broadcast. So, Nia, yes. thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. You're more than welcome to come through at any point in time. Thank Hit you, me up, you, and we'll you. make it happen. Woo!